Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You guys up for a soda party? Soda! Soda! I think I like the idea, who? Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome to Classic Movie Night with your host. Anna and Sean Allen. Tonight's episode, the 1986 classic little shop of horror. <laughs> Starring Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Vincent Gardenia. Directed by Frank Oz. You know what a gardenia is? Do I know what a gardenia is? Mm hmm. No. It's a flower. He's named after a flower. His last name's a flower? Yes. That's nice. Yes, it is. Hi, Anna. Hi. What a roller coaster it has been. Yes. Yes, right? indeed. So, for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> we recorded this episode, half of this episode last night. Well, we got half an hour into it. We don't exactly know how long it will be, but yeah, we recorded half an hour of this episode last night and then realized that we made enough mistakes that the footage was unusable. Indeed. Which is really sad because our conversation was really nice. It was pretty good. But we're going to redo it. Yes. We are not scripted or anything. Nope. We're not taking notes from our episode last Ever. night. We're just starting over fresh. Hopefully it'll be a similar but different conversation and it'll just be unique and, uh, you know, upbeat still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a little more tired than I was last night, even though it's earlier right now than it was then. But Well, yeah, last night we can't... We we started recording right off coming off watching the movie. Right. But tonight... Which is what we want to do from now on. Yeah, that's going to be the norm. Yeah. So. But congratulations yeah. to us for sticking with it and doing it a second night hey, in a row. Hey, hey, man. Yes, it's been years since our last podcast. It has been two years. Two years. And in the last, last podcast... Our son's like six months old. He is now three and a half. Our lives have changed and haven't changed, but we're in a better spot now to be able to probably do this more frequently on yeah. a, and on a consistent basis. Yeah, we feel like we're in a good flow right now with our <laughs> lives. We're still very tired parents Yes. and people and very busy. Yes. But we have a schedule right now that kind of works for this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since I'm a stay-at-home mom. Sean's working a swing shift. Um, a remote job, so I'm working from home now. Yeah, he's so. here. I get to bring dinner upstairs for you. That's nice. Do you like it? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were a horrible cook, I could see you just being like, no, I hate it. <laughs> Um, Most of the time, I love it. Well, tonight you had pizza that you Leftovers made Leftovers pizza. Yourself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're kind of in, I mean, life-wise, we've definitely had some, it's been a very crazy two years. Uh, we had COVID recently as a family. That was not fun. Yeah, we're all um, vaxxed and... Got COVID. Yeah. Um, it hit us. Hit us decently. Pretty. I was for a couple days. We I were was pretty gone. Well, I was dealing with my effects for a total of five weeks. I mean, stuff lingered. Yeah. Before and after, but I mean, like the hard, hard days. My were, hard days were days. different from your hard days. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, we got through that. 
we're in a good spot now and we're and we decided to just kind of start fresh because i know like the last couple of times we've done this we're like hey this is a movie we're going to watch next week and then it takes us a year to podcast and then we do some random movie we never talked about right before so last time we said we were going to watch top gun and that was in anticipation for the new Top Gun movie coming out, but that movie still has not come out. We did watch Top Gun, but we just never podcasted it. Yeah, so yeah, we never podcasted it, but I think that we'll still we'll still do that episode before Top Gun comes out. I would like to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down to watch Top Gun again. Yeah, but for now, um I was at a casino last weekend. And the little shop of horrors machine decided to take my last 20 bucks. And you and I was like thinking to myself, you're like, you know what? Never seen it. <laughs> I should know I should know the movie that took my money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey Anna. Little shop of horrors? And Anna's like, let's watch it. <laughs> Basically, right? Right. Uh, I think we should go over our rules, so we should yeah, re- refresh yeah. with the rules. We'll get into it. So uh, here at Classic Movie Night, our rules are the movie has to be at least 30 years or older from the time of recording. I mean, yeah, whatever. And then one of us has to have not seen it at least. Right. And one or both of us has to have not seen the movie previously. Yes. So, Little Shop of Horrors, I have never seen. Anna saw it when she was very young. I last saw it as a child. I'm not sure how old I was. I don't really remember it that well. Um, I remember that I, I enjoyed it, but thought it was weird as a kid. That's pretty much all I remember. Yeah. Um, but I also saw the play when I was in high school and that, that's just because my high school did a production of it. And, um, I do remember that at the end when Audrey two blows up and first says like, oh shit. Um, I remember everybody laughing in the audience and I can't believe they cuss in a high school production. It was great. Oh man. It was amazing. So taboo. Um, and we didn't actually laugh watching the movie this time, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those are the basic rules, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, are we ready to get into it? I believe so. Are ready for trivia, trivia, trivia. IMB, trivia. IMB? Yeah, it's IMB trivia. <laughs> <laughs> trivia, trivia, trivia. IMDB. Yes, yeah. I am me. There you go. <laughs> All right. So here I go. As part of the film's promotion, the Audrey 2 plant was occasionally interviewed in character by the press. On at least one occasion, the interview concluded with Audrey 2 eating the interviewer. That's fun. I, I remember watching the movie and, you know, it, they obviously slide down into something like when it eats them. Right. You know, so I wonder what that was like. I can only imagine what it's like to get eaten by a plant and slide down a nice little slide underground. I feel like I can live without that knowledge. (laughs) I think it sounds lovely. Um, But yeah, that's pretty funny. But at one point, Audrey just ate the interviewer. Um, Trivia? Trivia, trivia, trivia. Thank you. This is the only movie, apparently, according to IMDb, in which comedy legends Steve Martin and Bill Murray appear together. Yeah, that is something I had no idea. And I'm kind of surprised because they're both so amazing. They were great together in this movie, too. That was the best part of this movie. If I remember right, I remember hearing that Steve Martin was in this movie, but I had no idea Bill Murray was. So when I saw him pop up in the dentist's office and I realized that him and Steve Martin were going to like have a scene together, that made me happy. I was yeah. pretty hyped about that. It was great. We'll get there too. Trivia, trivia, trivia. So speaking of that scene, Bill Murray's scene in the waiting room was filmed as scripted. 
but there was virtually no written dialogue when his character got into the dentist chair except for ecstatic cries of pleasure. Over the course of the two days that he filmed, Murray kept riffing various ad-libs, which presented a challenge for the editor to assemble a coherent version of the scene. <laughs> Classic. Which is Murray. pretty amazing. Like, they did a good job piecing it together because it flows well. Oh, yeah. That's arguably, you know, one of the best scenes in the movie, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Trivia, trivia, trivia. The dentist's office originally was more grungy and blood-splattered, but those details did not go over well with test audiences. The set was cleaned up and the scenes reshot for the final film, okay. which I appreciated. Yeah. Because I felt like it would have been too... A little too much. A little too much. Like, we, that scene is already a little traumatizing on its own. I feel like if there was blood everywhere, it would be a little worse. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you got more? Yes, I do. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, trivia? Here we go. Okay. The old woman who begins the song Skid Row Downtown is Tony-nominated singer-actress-comedian Burtis Reading. It's been erroneously reported that her voice is overdubbed by Michelle Weeks, who played Ronette and performed the verse for the alternate version on the soundtrack album. In fact, Burtis sang her part in the song live on the set. This was Burtis's final film appearance before her death in 1991. And this was the moment when I realized, oh, this is a real musical. Right. When she started singing, I was just like, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's great. Trivia, trivia, trivia. The original script called for Audrey and Seymour to be eaten by Audrey too. Frank Oz reluctantly had it changed after negative reactions from the test audiences. Oz claimed that the difference between the success of the scene in the play and the same scene in the film is that there is no curtain call to remind the audience that the actors were okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're adding, I'm adding another little section of this, which I kind of talk about this part a little bit in that. So that was that, yeah, that was the actual ending of the stage play, right? Right. And they actually had that whole fi finale shot, which was 23 minutes long. Oh, wow. And not only did it show like them getting eaten and stuff, but it showed the plants taking over New York and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, yeah, it did not test well. So they reshot the whole ending. I'm kind of glad they did. I feel like I wouldn't have liked that ending. <laughs> Because the movie, I mean, it has, it's cheesy enough that if you make it too crazy real at the end, like, all the bad stuff goes down, It's it just kind of, like, defeats the purpose of the comedy aspect of the film. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you know, some movies you could de definitely you could get away with the quote-unquote, like, bad guy winning. Right. And this doesn't feel like one of those. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. I'm glad they went the directions they did. Especially with Rick Moranis. You can't, you can't eat Rick Moranis and have him die at the end. Right. It'd just be terrible. Just terrible. He sounds like he's being sarcastic, but he's not. I'm not. He was Rick Moranis. And that's it for trivia, trivia, trivia. Now, we're going to move on to this new little section. It's called movie wiki stuff. Right. Sean created this today and didn't tell me until right now. <laughs> this is little movie wiki stuff. I don't know what we're doing. It's just little basic information or some um, yeah, little basic information about the movie. So Little Shop of Horrors is a 1986 American horror black comedy musical film directed by Frank Oz. And it is an adaption. An adaption? Yeah, an adaption. <laughs> what did I feel like? It says adaptation. Adaptation of the 1982 off-Broadway musical, which we've referenced already a couple times, by the same name, by composer Alan Menken and writer Howard Ashman, which itself is an adaptation of the 1960 film, The Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Roger Corman. So it's a adaptation of an adaptation. I'm trying to whistle. 
So this movie, <laughs> this movie had a 25 million budget and made 39 million in the box office. Wow, that's pretty good for 86. And I think I remember hearing that that final, that 23 minute final that they cut was like $5 million to budget by itself. Dang. Um, the movie was nominated for two Academy Awards. Best Visual Effects, which ended up going to Aliens. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Best Original Song for the Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which ended up going to Take My Breath Away. From Top Gun, which we mentioned already. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I have to say for the visuals, I think I would have voted for this movie over Alien, personally. For the special effects? What, was it special effects specifically? Yeah, best visual effects, which is basically special effects. All right. I guess when you put it that way, I would definitely choose Alien then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's it for the, the movie wiki stuff. Movie wiki stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, so now we're gonna jump into uh, to the talking about the movie, and this little change up from what we've done in the past, where I've taken bullet point notes basically as we're watching it, and we talk off that. But this time, I kind of wanted to immerse myself into the movie fully, and I didn't really feel like taking notes, so I'm just gonna be reading the plot off of Wikipedia. Yeah, and this is good too because you'll be able to try it out, see how you like doing it this way. Yeah, so versus the other way. So next week, we'll see what happens. Yeah, might go back, might do this. Now, when we recorded this other day, yesterday, yesterday, what the other day, yesterday, <laughs> I read the first thing, complete first act of the Broadway plot, like the Broadway synopsis. I wasn't even reading the film one. Yeah. And Anna caught it. <laughs> I did catch it because they're referencing songs that aren't in the yeah, movie yeah, and there's... things that don't happen in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, Sean, are you looking at the right thing? I think this is the Broadway show. Yeah, there's probably like after like the second like the second song I didn't recognize something. I'm like, I don't remember the song, Anna. She's like, Are you reading the right one? Nope. <laughs> so you get the right one. Okay. In the early nineteen sixties, a three girl Greek chorus of Crystal, Renette, and, and uh, Chiffon. Chiffon introduced the film, warning the audience that some whore is coming their way. <laughs> it sounded like you said whore. Horror. Horror. <laughs> Seymour Kelborn and his colleague Audrey work for Mushnik's Flower Shop in a run-down, rough neighborhood of New York City's of New York City referred to as Skid Row. Yeah, so this is the point where we're, for, where we're introduced to Rick Moranis' char character and Ellen Green. And I love Rick Moranis so much. That's part of the reason why I was hyped to watch this. And he really is like the very best part of this movie. He's so amazing. And I had no idea he could sing that well. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun to see him sing. And then we both recognize, Anna kind of brought it up, Ellen Green, which is from, uh, which we know more from Pushing Daisies, a show that we both liked. Right. Anna noticed, like, she was like, mm, what's she from? What's she from? What's she from? And um, anyway. Yeah, it was Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Struggling from the lack of customers, Mr. Mushnik, which, by the way, when I was playing that slot machine, it was his head that kept popping up, taking all my money, and I had <laughs> no idea who, I'm like, who is this guy? What? Decides, he decides to close the store, but Audrey should suggest that he may be more success, he may have more success by displaying an unusual plant that Seymour owns. And when they introduced the plant, the little teeny tiny plant mm -hmm. I, have, I had no idea it was so small to begin with did, did did you remember that i did i did remember that um i think i remembered even more from the high school play that he like starts small and grows yeah 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 because i'm just used to seeing like the promotional footage right and he's always huge yeah 
or like even you know the cover or whatever yeah he's always just huge um so they put it out and then it it immediately starts attracting uh customers and seymour explains how he bought the plant which he calls audrey too because he has a crush on audrey mm -hmm. uh, from a chinese flower shop during a solar eclipse and then this is when we get the third song which before we got downtown which was as anna mentioned what was her name retreat uh birdis reading yeah birdis reading she sang downtown and then the prologue song little shop of words that was sang by the greek chorus so we're in the third song dadu do you remember the song can dadu? yeah can you sing it no oh fair enough but I do want to say that um, I'm pretty sure the downtown song was about Portland. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. We live in Portland and it's seen better days. Um, anyway, it starts attracting business to Mushnik's shop. The plant soon starts to wither. Seymour accidentally pricks his finger and discovers that Audrey 2 needs human blood to thrive. And then we get the next song, Grow For Me, which this was a turn I did not see coming. Like, In what way? Like, I had the impression that the that there's some sort of eating of humans or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that it starts off with basically just him sucking his blood. Right. That part was like disturbing on its own. Yeah. <laughs> All his fingers are bandaged throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> This little tiny, he's just pricking himself and just dripping blood into this plant. There's one point where Seymour says, what do you want me to do? Slip my wrist? And the plant just goes, eee. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, he doesn't answer him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he kind of answers him. Um, Audrey, too, begins to grow rapidly, and Seymour becomes a, a local celebrity. Meanwhile, Audrey suffers at the hands of her sadistic boyfriend, Oren. However, she has feelings for Seymour and secretly dreams of running off with him in the suburbs. So this kind of quickly, um, this whole sequence with her daydreaming about being with uh, Seymour. Was... Right. The, in the suburbs. Yeah, in the suburbs. I really liked how like bright and colorful that part was. Well, the song's actually called Somewhere That's Green. Right. But yeah, it had a very It was a little pushing daisies, a little Tim Burton. Yeah, kinda like or like uh Edward Scissorhands, perfect suburbia. Exactly. Yeah. Tim Burton. It was it was a fun scene. Was... I also just loved that that was her dreams. Like she wanted to live in better homes and gardens. Mm -hmm. And it's just cute. And it was such a stark contrast from the regular movie from the setting of the regular right movie. it kind of stood out on its own from the whole movie and um they shot the entire movie on a soundstage like the entire thing entire city block and everything was built on the same soundstage that 007 was shot on i don't know how you know that but i like that you do um <laughs> uh, okay Seymour continues to feed Audrey too with his own blood, as we mentioned. He's getting all the his fingertips all bandaged up and everything, and it um starts draining his energy. And then we get the next song, "Some Fun Now," which I honestly don't really remember. Do you remember that one? I think it was the plant singing. Was that the plant? No, the plant doesn't sing yet. I don't think the plant sings until oh, he doesn't sing until he's older. Until after we meet the dentist. Right. And then Seymour soon, soon attempts to ask Audrey out, but she turns him down because she has a date with Oren, who is revealed to be a, to be a dentist. Steve Martin. Right. He comes flying in on his motorcycle, literally flying. Literally flying. And then lands just like, boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his, his slick black hair, you know, classic Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the black hair was unexpected. 
I liked his little like almost pompadour thing going on. And he he was like definitely channeling Elvis a little bit on purpose. He is definitely channeling that like greaser mm -hmm. greaser guy, you know. And one thing that stood out to me about this particular scene in our situation was when that motorcycle was on screen, our entire house rumbled. Yes, it did. Like insane. <laughs> I turned our, because we have a decent surround sound system. I turned the sub all the way down and our house was still shaking just from the front speakers. Right, which is bad because we have neighbors like literally on the other side of the wall. Yeah, we're in like a townhouse situation. We got neighbors on both sides and we watched it kind of late at night. So, oops. Um, they don't mind. We'll just tell them about our podcast later and yeah. then they can listen. <laughs> After Seymour closes up shop, Audrey 2 begins to talk to Seymour, demanding more blood than Seymour. Yeah, this is when Audrey 2 starts talking to him. And he starts demanding more blood than Seymour can give. The plant proposes that Seymour murder someone for someone in exchange for fame and fortune, as well as the ability to woo Audrey. Well, so, the plant specifically chooses his first victim, which is uh, the dentist, Oren. Well, yeah, it's because Seymour initially refuses, but eventually agrees after he after he actually witnesses Oren abusing Audrey from across the street. Right. And then the plant's like, hey. Give me that guy. Yeah, what about that guy? I'm hungry for that guy. And Seymour's like, okay. Right, which is like, I mean... You kind of start losing faith in Seymour a little bit when he's like crazy enough to give a plant his own blood. But yeah. uh, I think it's really funny that he's like the hero of this movie, but really he is not a good person. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's chopping people up with an axe. He's like a little nuts, but Audrey's a little nuts too. So. Everybody, everybody's a little nuts. I think that the storekeeper is pretty normal. The storekeeper tries to blackmail him. He's like, hey, you could either... Right, but he doesn't know what the situation is exactly. Well, he no. He does know that he chopped he... some guy up, though. Yeah, so he's willing to... Uh, You're right. He's willing to let that murder go in order to ha keep the plant. You're right. If Seymour leaves. Yep. So... Um, okay, the, the not crazy people in this movie are the Greek chorus, then. Yeah. They're yeah. just along with us for the ride. <laughs> yeah, basically. Everybody else is pretty crazy. Oh, and then we also, um, yeah, I don't think that this is going to touch. We'll talk, we'll talk about it later, but this is where we get the Feed Me song from Audrey. Feed Me, Seymour. Yeah, probably one of the more famous songs from this, right? Feed Me. Which is probably one of the only lines I've heard from this movie. Am I good at that? You're, yeah, it's like, I'm, it's like the movie's playing behind us. Feed Me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the trick is in the lips. You got to like actually push them out like they're plant lips. So, so <laughs> we meet Oren. Like, I mean, we've met Oren, but we see him being a dentist. And he is just a savage. Oh, yeah. He's definitely point. like not the dentist that I want to go to. <laughs> yeah. And it just shows him just going crazy on patients. He's like huffing, laughing gas. Yeah, he's a bad dentist. He's a, he's a bad dentist. He's literally a dentist because he likes to hurt people. <laughs> but then we're introduced to Arthur Denton, a.k.a. Bill Murray, mm -hmm. which, which we've mentioned. I had no idea he was in. And he's just like, he's hearing the screams down the hall. And he's sitting on his ch chair in the waiting room, jumping up and down in excitement. Right. He's so cute. <laughs> He's like a little kid that's like about to get some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then S Steve Martin's character comes out, Oren. Oren comes out, and then, uh, Arthur is like, what he says, um, he requests a long, slow root canal. <laughs> and this scene's just crazy. It's bonkers. Like, Bill Murray's just. It looks like they're both having the time of their life. Well, Oren is trying to have the time of his life, but Bill Murray's enjoying it too much. He can't. Yeah, which him. which Oren is like, he's upset that he's enjoying it. Right. So it's this weird <clears throat> situation. And then he eventually kicks 
Bill Murray's character out. Right. He actually then, just, he tells him to leave. Yeah. And then uh, And Bill Murray, as he's leaving, Arthur Denton is like, you know, I'm gonna tell all my friends, all my family, everybody's gonna come to you. I'm gonna give you all the business. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, as he's pushing it out, we see uh, Seymour is waiting. And this is a point where he's planning on killing Orin or whatever. Right. And um, they have an exchange where Steve Martin brings him into the chair and wants to go crazy on him. But then he puts on this weird laughing gas contraption that like breaks and gets stuck on him. Mm -hmm. And that ends up killing him. Yeah, and that's pretty graphic. They <laughs> have a whole conversation while he's dying. Um yeah. about you know he basically says like, "Wait, what did I ever do to you?" when he realizes that um Seymour's letting him die and Seymour says, "Nothing. It was her." And then or Orin goes, "Who?" "Oh." And then he just dies. He dies. <laughs> and then and then we cut to to see more dragging his body through the city. He's right. A, he's a dragging his body through I the mean, city. I mean, you have to have that scene in there. Yeah. But... I don't know where he got that sheet from, but... And then we see him chop him up. He, well, he he hits his head on the curb first, like you do in all the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I just... I was, like, watching it going, wow, Rick Moranis is really strong. <laughs> yeah, right? I remember that. Because he's pulling that body like it's nothing, like... It's pretty great. Yeah. So uh, then Seymour dismembers Orin's, Orin's body and feeds it to Audrey too, which is not like super graphic. You basically just see him like the shadow of him doing it. Right. You don't even see it. You just see him wielding the axe. Yeah. Um. But uh, what is his name? Mushnik? Yeah. He sees... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mushnik witnesses this happening at this point, and he flees in fear. And um, then we cut to Audrey feeling guilty over Orin's disappearance, and she's comforted by Seymour, and the two admit their feelings for each other. And in this one, we get the Suddenly Seymour song. Suddenly Seymour is standing beside me. Suddenly Seymour... Okay, that's as far as I'm going to go. It was pretty... Honestly, like, we hear that song... Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, that wasn't my real singing voice. Anyway, we hear that song, like, throughout the rest of the movie, like, yeah. in pieces. It kind, and of, it kind of becomes like it's a little anthem. Honestly, though, I kind of... It's definitely like they're going for the cheesy in this song. Yeah. And it's like a little over the top for me. Yeah. Personally. <clears throat> and because it... it's just like the lyrics, the lyrics are not great. And they are giving it their all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I gotta agree. Yeah. Yeah. The lyrics weren't that great. and But it's on purpose. They killed it. It's like on purpose. They it's want like that to be the movie. And by the way, we haven't mentioned this yet, but Ellen Green had some, she had some pipes on her. Oh yeah, she was great singer. When she wasn't talking in her super annoying voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, she killed some songs, right? I agree. That night, Mushnick confronts Seymour about Orin's death and holds Seymour at gunpoint, blackmailing him into turning the plan over and leaving town. When no choice, Seymour begins to tell him about... Tell him, tells him how he cares about Earth. That's okay. How to care for Audrey too. But before he can reveal the secret, the plant swallows Mushnik whole. Did we miss the plant eating some more people first? No, he just eats Orin. And then the next push, person is Mushnik. And this is where he eats Mushnik. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of like reading this off of my monitor at a weird angle. <laughs> like I got my head turned and a little bit of a distance, so... But, um, yeah, and then this is where we get the Supper Time song. Right. For the first half of the song, I thought they were all saying Summertime, and I was really confused. <laughs> I was so confused. And then I was like, oh, Supper Time. Oh. oh 
Well, that makes sense because he eats them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Despite widespread success, Seymour worries about Audrey 2's growth and unbridled appetite. And we get the um, what? What did you say? Unbridled. 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 Okay. Appetite. Thank you. And then we get the Meek Shall Inherit song. Do you remember this one? The Sean Carrot song. The Sean Carrot song. Is that what you just <laughs> That's said? That's what I heard you say. The Meek Shall Inherit. Oh. I don't remember that song. Yeah, I, neither do I. Some of the songs really stood out to me, and some of them obviously didn't. Some were really short. Yeah, that's so true. So we might just not be recognizing it from the title. Offered money and a contract for Bodany TV show. Oh, this is when we're introduced to um, Jim Belushi's character. Right. He, like, offers him a bunch of money. and He wants to expand the plant throughout the world. Yeah. He Which wants is to make baby plants. Exactly what the plant wants. It's exactly what the plant mm -hmm. wants. And it's not what Seymour and Audrey want at this point. Well, Audrey doesn't know yet. Yeah, she doesn't know about the plant. But it's not what Seymour wants. And he's... No, she does. Because that's right when she almost got eaten by it. She almost got eaten first. And then uh, Jim Belushi showed up. Really? Yep. I thought I, okay. Remember she's wearing the wedding dress for some reason? Because because during the Suddenly Seymour song, he proposed to her. He's like, let's get married tonight. Oh, I missed that part somehow. You don't remember that? I did not. I was like, oh, I guess she's in a wedding dress. That's cool. No, no. <laughs> yeah, he was like, let's get married tonight and leave town, basically. I, I caught the leaving town part. Anyway. um, Yeah, so they had just found out. Seymour because I like that the plant called her. I feel like that's worth noting that the plant like picked up the phone and called her. Do you remember that part? Yeah, we're not there yet. I do remember that, but yeah, we're not there yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're almost there. Because at this point Seymour becomes overwhelmed and decides to escape Skid Row with Audrey using money coming the next day and leaving the plant to starve. After Audrey accepts Seymour's marriage proposal, Audrey too catches Seymour leaving and demands another meal. So Seymour's like, he's going to go get meat from the butcher. And while Seymour is gone, this is when the plant telephones Audrey. Right. And has her come to the shop. And then this is when he tries to eat her. This is when we get supper time part two. And Seymour returns right in the nick of time to save Audrey as she's in the plant's mouth. Yeah, she's like halfway consumed at this point. Mm -hmm. But then he got her out and her dress is like slightly torn, but there's really not a scratch on her. She's good. She's all right. Yeah, that pu those puppet teeth don't don't hurt too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he returns in time to save her and escapes the store with her, explaining that he fed the plant to become successful and when Audrey's and to win Audrey's heart. Seymour discovers that she always loved him. And if we get more suddenly, Seymour. And no, actually, this is when we're approach, approached by the Jim Belushi character. That's what I was saying. So earlier, when I because he got approached by somebody else earlier, and that's a different person. Th th that was when the people were in the store, I think, with the news cameras and stuff. Okay. Uh, Patrick Martin, Jim Belushi, from a baton. Bot botanical company seymour is offered a contract to breed audrey like you mentioned right. breed audrey too and sell the saplings worldwide horrified by that idea seymour drives martin away and realizes he must destroy audrey too for the sake of humanity and then we return to the shop seymour learns that audrey too is actually an alien from outer space and then we get the mean green mother from outer space which is the song that was nominated for the academy award mm -hmm. that lost to top gun Audrey 2 traps Seymour and destroys the shop, but he grabs an exposed electric cable and ele electrocutes it, resulting in an explosion. Well, that part was funny because literally the whole building falls down on top of Seymour and somehow he's okay. <laughs> right? As it was falling, I remember thinking like, uh, okay, something's going to be protecting him or it's not. It just kept falling more and more in rubble. Mm -hmm. Bricks after bricks after bricks. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then his one hand could come out. 
to electrocute the plant. Yeah, he, he says, can. oh, shit, and then explodes. Mm -hmm. And then you see Seymour just, like, walk out of the dust so, toward Audrey. So, I mean, if you think about it, like, this whole thing was rewritten. This isn't part of the original story or anything. Mm -hmm. So, and it sounds like this was kind of late in the game. So, kind of makes sense that if, it did feel a little rushed. Mm -hmm. How the whole ending went down. At least to me, it felt rushed. It's a little rushed, but I felt like it was fine. Like, I kind of wanted it to be rushed at that point. Yeah. You're kind of done with it? Yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> and then and then this is when we get, like, the, the fairy tale ending, which Seymour safely reunites with Audrey. The two wed and move to the suburbs. As they run in their, to their new home, a smiling Audrey too bud can be seen among the flowers in the front yard, leaving the ending ambiguous. Right. Which is a lot better than, I mean, I had, you know, I never saw the original ending, but obviously but i like it yeah and i like that they moved to her exact same dream house that she wanted yeah uh real quick though you should probably quit credit that page you were reading from otherwise it's plagiarism no i did it's from wikipedia i okay. said that just the wikipedia synopsis just making sure um and now and that's it for the for the movie recap anything else Oh, John Candy had no idea John Candy was in this movie. Right. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, he was great. Love John Candy. He's really wacky radio host. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was perfect for it. It yeah. was it was really quick, but it was nice. Mm -hmm. It was cool that there's just like actors that we know and love today as, you know, 34, 35. Yeah, 34-year-olds. We're 34. <laughs> um, Something like that. And, yeah, just, like, appreciating it, like, for what it was. Yes, ma'am. Right? Yeah. This movie came out two years before I was born. But I know these actors really, like, so well that it's just, it, like... Yeah, I mean, they've all been around, you know. Obviously, Rick Moranis hasn't been around. Um, he's making, he's starting to make a comeback, though. He's starting to pop up in a few things here and there. Which I'm, I'm glad about that. Seeing. Yeah. All right, let's move on to... Rick, if you're listening, we really love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that now it's time that. for do 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 Google Play reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm just read up a couple quick Google Play review, like just they had those little blurbs at the very beginning of people's reviews, and um, I'll just read a few of them off and keep them short and sweet. This one's from Jeff's World, who is, um. User profile is the poo emoji. Mm -hmm. I don't know who in their right mind would say this movie is trash. This is a miracle sent from heaven. Five stars. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Anna? Uh, I'll give you my rating in a while. And then this one says, ah, love this classic. Even if you hate musicals, you'll love this movie. And that's from the Greenie Beanie. Even if you hate musicals, you'll love it. Mm -hmm. how could I you, don't think that's true. <laughs> how could you not love this movie? I'm a sucker for a good musical. Smiley face, smiley face. Let's see what uh let's see what the one of the bad reviews on here says. Why does it say free in the Google Home app and you play it in the Google Play Store where their charges two ninety nine to rent? <laughs> Or nine ninety nine to buy. You only better communication in your company, in our departments at Google headquarters. Right. In other words, there's no bad reviews. <laughs> On to the next one, though. This was really released in December nineteen eighty six. One star. <laughs> that's the review. <laughs> and that's it for do 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 Google Play reviews. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, Sean, how would you rate this movie? Now, time for our fives. For our potential five-star reviews. We have a star rating, apparently. Um, man, how would I rate this movie? 
So when we watched um, Mary Poppins, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I don't have no nostalgia for this movie. The movie's fun. I kind of feel the same thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Where for me, this movie's, it's like a three. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of the road, you know? It's good. But the presence of Steve Martin, mm-hmm. Bill Murray, mm-hmm. John Candy's cameo. Preach, man. And starring Rick Moranis mm-hmm. bumps this movie up. Oh, yeah? Y- yeah. I can't give it a five star as much as I'd love to. But it's definitely just just those actors being in the movie with their charisma and just their complete awesomeness mm-hmm. bumps us to a four out of five stars for me. Nice. Yes. That's a good rating from Sean. Yep. That's my rating. Actors, now you know his loyalty. My loyalty. Mm-hmm. What about you, Anna? My rating is a three out of five stars. Because I feel pretty much exactly the same way that you do about it. But I'm not here to rate the actors that I like in the movie. I'm just here to rate the movie. They made the movie better. It's, they did make it better. See, I felt this. The reason, the reason why I brought up Mary Poppins. I feel like for me, if they weren't in this movie, it would be like two stars. Yeah, I get, I could see that. But like when I mentioned Mary Poppins, it's because for me, Dick Van Dyke's performance in it brought it up a notch right you know i mean to be fair rick moranis is like the main character i mean you could have had somebody else in there and it still would have been a good movie yeah but for me it's a three okay and that's our reviews (laughs) and now let's talk about which we might see this for a lot of the movies that we talk about, maybe, maybe not, because it's 2022. Remakes, sequels, uh, whatever, you know, sometimes they're just continuations, like weird, like, uh, what do they call them? Requels, which are kind of like a reboot slash sequel situation going on. Okay. I bring this up because, you know, we talk, we're doing Top Gun because Top Gun 2 is coming out. Right. Um, this movie has a remake coming out. Really? Really. And uh, in January 2020, Full Circle Cinema reported that a remake of the film is in the works with Taron Edgerton. Who's that? He stars in such movies as... uh, (laughs) Why can't I think of the movie? The Elton John biopic. Elton John? Elton John biopic. The one that... I don't remember what it's called. Um, I watched it though, and it was wonderful. Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, he stars in Rocket Man. He's in the recent uh, Robin Hood remake. Um, he's a young, up, you know, kind of one of them up. Yeah, he was great actors. as Elton John. I loved that movie. Um, I watched that movie without Sean, and I was like, Sean, you don't know this, but you regret not watching that with me. Yeah. He still hasn't seen it. And he's in talks to play Seymour, then Scarlett Johansson as Audrey, and Billy Porter voicing Audrey too. And the Hollywood Reporter affirmed in February that the film is being developed by Warner Bros. Pictures, mm-hmm. with Greg Berlanti directing it. Do you know who Greg Berlanti is, Anna? No, I do not. Greg Berlanti. I feel like I know these people, he's... I just don't know their names, but I know their work. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he does like all like the DC shows on the CW, like The Flash and Arrow. Oh. Like he's kind of in charge of that whole world. So that's an interesting. I've never watched those, so for me that's kind of meaningless, I guess. Yeah, and those are pretty meaningless. They they're crap. Oh, <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> they started off good, but I think part of the problem with those shows is they lost a lot of their budget, so they start becoming super cheesy and. Hmm. Just, yeah, not, in my opinion, not good. And, um... You liked and, The Flash, though, when you... For the first few years. I did. I did like... The first couple of years were really good, and then the storyline started getting super repetitive, and the budget got cut, and... Uh, we don't need to go there. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Chris Evans is in talk to play 
Orin. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um... But... It has... There's no... There hasn't been much since all this has been Didn't announced. Didn't you say that Scarlett Johansson was going to be in it? Yeah, I already said that. Oh. Yeah, she's in talks to play already. But there's, it's also been kind of... Not much has happened since that initial report. So we'll wait and see. There may be something. There may not. And then... Okay, we're hitting the home stretch here, Anna. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. We haven't talked about our favorite characters yet. Did you forget to add that into your thing? Our favorite characters. I mean, I think I kind of... I think we both kind of mentioned who our favorite characters are, but... I haven't even thought about who my favorite character is. Who is your number one favorite character? It's easy for me. It's Rick Moranis. He's that's, the star... That's he's, not a character, Sean. Well, it's Seymour. Okay. Played by Rick Moranis. I mean, he's the... He's the lead in the movie, but just his charisma, his charm, like, I just, I don't know what it is about Rick Moranis. I mean, I appreciated Steve Martin's character. Mm-hmm. Um, his character was just too unlikable for me to mm-hmm. pick him as my favorite character. And, you know, I mean, Audrey, her voice was really annoying and she was just kind of like the... She didn't really have a whole lot going on. She was just kind of like the love interest. Well, she was getting beat up on. I know, but it was like... I don't know. My favorite character, I think, is Arthur Denton. Really? Just in the short amount of time he was in? Yep. Fair enough. He made me laugh the most. His scene was hilarious. It was never. I can't. It's my favorite scene in the movie. You can't go wrong picking a Bill Murray character, no matter how long he's in a movie, as your favorite part of the movie. Yeah, if your cousin ever listens to this, he's gonna disagree. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? He's... Sean has, Sean has a cousin, and I have a friend who both do not like Bill Murray, like at all, and we don't understand them. We love. <laughs> I like Bill Murray a lot. I I think he's funny. I like the dry humor. And yeah. and not even the dry humor, but like all of it. Just all of it. Yeah. Even uh, when he's serious, he's funny. I concur. By the way, I think in the future I might do the bullet points again for the plot recap. I think I like that better too, because then we talk about things that you're actually interested in. Yeah. And, and it, that I was interested in. Like things that appeal to us more. I think the conversation flows a little better too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. What are we currently into? What are you watching? What have you watched? When you said, what are we currently into? As far as movies, pop culture. (laughs) You must have seen the look I gave you. (laughs) Um, TV shows, movies, books. I... Radio programs, podcasts. Okay, so we just watched the fourth season of... Mrs. Maisel. Yes. We both really liked it. Yes. I liked it so much that I'm like, you know what? I actually think this is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm going back and rewatching the entire series now in anticipation for the last season coming out next year. Um, but also just because like I want more of the show. Like I wish it wasn't ending so quick. I I it's hope five that seasons. I hope that she finds success and just gets to like be a better mom. <laughs> At the end of it. Um, but I'm saying too much. Anyway. I love that show. It. I don't think... Well, when it comes to like drama, dramedies in general, they're not kind of shows I could watch again immediately. I need at least like... I need enough time to forget most of the show before I could rewatch them. So, Anna's rewatching it with her friend. Right. Well, the same friend that doesn't like Bill Murray. But she does like Mrs. Maisel so far. And they did recently just go through the entire MCU. Yeah, we did. We watched the all of my friend. I'm just going to say her name. It's Jessica. Jessica had never seen uh, any. Well, she had seen some of the Marvel movies, but like not very many. So we watched all of them together over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really fun. And I enjoyed watching them again because most of them I had not seen since 
theaters, like when they came out. And there were some that I like didn't like at first as much as I thought I would have. But then when I watched them again the second time and like watching them in consecutive order, um, you know, like one after the other, I really liked everything. Um, even the ones that I thought I didn't like, I, I like now. So cool. yeah. Fair enough. What and, else? <clears throat> well, the last like movie movie we saw was the Batman. Right. Which I liked a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you liked it. It was epic. Me. I really did like that movie. <laughs> I, I still think it's my favorite Batman movie. Which comes out on HBO Max on April 17th, by the way. And I love Batman, so. Yeah. And then I am currently watching, I'm watching a few things right now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm still on Batman. Okay, go, go for it. I just want to say, like, Robert Pattinson, you're amazing. You know how many people are making fun of him? People are making fun of him? He's the emo Batman, Anna. He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, for reals. For the record, I loved his, I love this version of Batman. I, I'm not making fun of him. We are I actually both pretty big Robert Pattinson fans, actually. He's a great actor. We both really like his stuff. And, um... Everybody in the movie was awesome. Yeah, like, I have zero complaints about that movie, except that I wish there was a little more to the theme song. I want the same theme song. I just want, like, a little bit more to it. Theme song dominated the movie. Yes, it Like, did. it was everywhere. It was a lot. But I liked that they spruced some Nirvana in there, too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we both really liked Batman. And, um, yeah, I am currently watching Winning Time on HBO, the show about the Lakers dynasty being built up. Um, <laughs> so since I'm working remote now, I could kind of, like, watch some stuff while I'm working and whatnot, and I've started watching this Netflix uh, cake show. Is it cake? <laughs> Anna doesn't like She doesn't like those kind of shows, but it's, like... A competition where it's a baking show it's a bit well it's more of a a sculpting show. it's more of a sculpting show yeah like can can this cake artist make this so real that a judge can't pick it out of the crowd so yeah can they make it look so real that they put it up next to four other real ones and then there's a panel of three judges that have to pick which one's cake right so that's fun it's a fun little thing Am I watching anything else? I feel like I am. Oh, I'm going through the final season of Attack on Titan right now. Which is pretty epic. And Anna's also super into another show right now. Mad About You? No, you finished Mad About You. I just finished Mad About You and I wanted to mention it because... Um, I watched this over the last few months. I had seen episodes before as a kid... Um, and it was like kind of emotional for me to go back and watch the whole thing. Um, and they just came out with a new season in 2019. I watched that as well. I have to say, like, I cried at the end of both the original season in the 90s. And I cried at the end of, uh, the new season too, for different reasons. But I really liked where they left it. In the later one. Yeah. I did not like where they left it. In the original one. Yeah. Um, and I just love the characters. I I really like Jamie a lot. So. And Murray. Murray's the freaking best. I love how much that show just like. Lets the dog have some spotlight. Um, and be a part of it. And he's not just sitting there. He's the character. And actually, my favorite character in that show, I'm rambling, I know, like, I'm talking about this, but... <laughs> this is about to turn into a Mad About You podcast, I'm apparently. just saying, <laughs> um, what's his name? The... The dog walker? Yeah. I forget his name. You forget his name? Like, the character's name or the actor's name? The actor's name. Um, like, hang on, let me do some research 
on the podcast real quick. Oh my gosh. About Wait, you know his name. I don't remember. No, I don't. Not by not off the top of my head. It's kind of like a. The name isn't like hundred percent normal name. I'm supposed to be the one that ba is bad with names. Hank Azaria. Yeah. Nat. Which he is most known for doing a million voices on The Simpsons. Well, he is my favorite character in Mad About You. And the one regret I have about the new season is that he's not a part of it. But I guess it's understandable since he and Helen Hunt were married at one point and then got divorced. So That makes sense. I mean... That makes sense. Plus, like, Murray is gone at this point. There's not really a reason for him to be a part of the show. But they could have worked it in if they really wanted to. Just saying. And that ends... Wait. What were you going to ask me about, though? What are you talking about? You were going to... You said I was watching another show. Well, yeah. Let me finish uh, the outro to the Mad About You podcast <laughs> <laughs> that we attach to this podcast. It doesn't matter. We can talk about stuff that we like. People want to uh, hear that. Your new favorite Netflix show. Your new favorite Netflix show that you're watching all the time. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about that. Anna is obsessed it's with, a guilty pleasure. with Bridgerton right now. I really like Bridgerton. I'm which, a Bridgerton fan. Which she watches while I'm working. So I haven't seen it. But Anna insists that I would love it. No, I don't think you would like it. <laughs> I like it, though. Watch Bridgerton. If you're a lady, watch it. It's good. Actually, not just if you're a lady. Just if you like rom-coms really or not even rom-com rom it's honestly just a romance it's just a romance just a romance mm -hmm. yeah fair enough i like it all right anna it's come to that time of the podcast what is our next movie i chose this movie so now it's anna's decision for next week i feel like i need a drum roll or something but um I have chosen a movie that Sean has not seen uh -huh. that me and my friends were obsessed with in high school. Okay. And that a lot of people were obsessed with in high school, I think. I, I, I would probably say it's more of a... Uh, of a group of people. You know, like... It like, has a cult following. For it has sure. a cult following, but also like the the um, the you know like clicks. You know, high school. You know, people. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but my group of friends, nobody. This movie was not on their radar at all. Okay. Your group of friends. So what this he's was saying is, this is a thing that the nerds know about, but the preps don't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. Would I say nerds? No, I wouldn't say nerds. I'm just going to say what it is. Okay. What is it? I have chosen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, man. You're telling me, Anna, we're watching two movies in a row that are musicals? Yes, we are. We're watching two movies in a row that have horror in the title? Oh, my God. <laughs> was this planned, Anna? That was not planned. I did not even know until this moment. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's the podcast. We're done. Wow. It's been fun. I just want to say <laughs> we'll like, see you hey, in another two years. No, I know it's been two years. I know in our last, last episode, we were like, yeah, we're going to do this more often. And then you just heard us drop the mic and that was it. But, mm -hmm. um, the reason that we decided to podcast again is that Sean was looking at our stats. Why are you looking at me like that? Sean was looking at our stats and found that an average of like five people a week are still listening to our podcast today, even though we only had two episodes available to watch this whole time, like over the last two years, because we stopped paying the subscription to keep all the podcasts up. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have re-upped. And so if anybody, if any of those people are still checking us out on at all or anything... Our whole back catalog is available again, if you haven't listened to those. And we're going to continue doing it. Yeah, I mean... We've got some motivation. We just felt like people still want to hear us, and that's, like, kind of an honor. Um, because... It's cool. It's, you know, it's been two years. 
Yeah. And people still want to hear what we're talking about. So shout out, shout out to uh, Canada and Germany. Right. Frankfurt has the most <laughs> listens. <laughs> yeah. And this is from all over the world. We have listeners from everywhere. Yeah, and it's kind of surprising. Even if it's just five people, it's still like. Well, that's like, I mean, over the course from the last time we've we've uh, recorded something, it's in the thousands of total listeners wow. that have listened to it since the last time we've recorded something. That's pretty amazing. It has kind of trickled off more and more as more time goes off, but you know, people are listening. So it's like, hey, we have fun doing it. It's just a matter of having the energy and keeping the routine going. And the momentum. And the really? momentum. Like, yeah, the momentum's a big thing. And a setup. I feel like if this setup that we have right now works. This is fine, yeah. Which this could I'm be. And this is easy to do. That's another thing, too. Before, we, I kind of made it kind of a big production. Pulled out the tables, pulled out all the mics, set things up. The way this is set up right now is very Pull simplistic. Pull up a chair. Let's go. Yep. So. And we just have a better flow with our lives right now. We have a good schedule for it. So we hope to do this more for real. So thanks for Next listening, week, everybody. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Say bye, Anna. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Two young, ordinary, healthy kids. Oh, Brad, wasn't it wonderful? Left Denton that late November evening. We must have taken the wrong fork a few miles back. Didn't we pass a castle back down the road a few miles? Maybe they have a telephone I could use. On a night out. Hello. It was a night out they were going to remember for a very long time. I remember doing the time war. Say, one of you guys know how to Madison?